Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, author of Napkin Notes and founder of NapkinNotes.com. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since she was in kindergarten. I've also been diagnosed with cancer five times in the last seven years. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of Crush Cancer and the online Crush Cancer course and creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com. I'm a wife, a mom, and a cancer thriver. At the Thrive Podcast, we strive to bring you guests who will inspire you. We are thrilled to introduce you to Britt and Tara, co-founders of Elevate the Globe, the spiritual lifestyle movement that is transforming the lives of so many people through their inspiration, online programs, and teachings. Okay, so I'm going to mess this up, and this is where we get real, because I'm looking at this word, and I can't even, I don't want to try to pronounce it, but I'm going to, and so just correct me. They are Kundalini? Kundalini? <laughs> Kundalini. Kundalini. Wait, wait, Fettuccine? <laughs> <laughs> Kund, they are Kundalini yoga and meditation instructors, high vibrational living experts, and best friends, based in LA on a mission to elevate humans and make this world a more loving place. They are hosts of the Elevator podcast, creators of Rise Up, a course in high vibrational living, and the 528 Academy. Welcome, Britt and Tara. Thank Thank you. you. We're so happy to be here. Yes. We are so, so excited to have you both here. We love everything that you're doing to make the world a better place. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So Garth and I are both cancer survivors and thrivers, and we talk a lot about how everyone has a story, and unfortunately, cancer touches almost everyone, and Britt, we know that your family has been touched by cancer, and we appreciate so much you coming here today and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Yeah, it is so true. So many... People are touched by it these days, and and yeah, it's something that's difficult, but also something that I think can propel us forward and really awaken our hearts. So it has both sides, but it's so wonderful how you guys are promoting such a positive side of it and really encouraging people to thrive. I love that. Thank you. Will you tell us a little bit about your personal story? Sure. Yes, so it was about almost three years ago, exactly, that my mom passed away. It was actually March, uh, sorry, May 25th, so coming up here in a few days. And it was only, thank you, yeah, it was only 11 months before she passed that she was diagnosed. And it was actually two weeks after my wedding. And she was 54 at the time of her diagnosis. And so it was just completely shocking, completely out of the blue. Um, You know, her and I had had such a wonderful year planning our wedding leading up to that, that moment in Cabo where we got married and we had spent a lot of time together. We were really close. We talked on the phone every day and she really guided me and helped me with everything really. So we were definitely best friends and we made a trip out to Cabo to plan for the wedding and we're just doing you know, so much for the wedding. So we were even closer than ever and she thought that she maybe had gotten a bug in Mexico, like 
Montezuma's Revenge, oh. or, you know, how people say, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> in Mexico. And so when we got back, that's what she thought had happened. And she was throwing up and had gone to the doctors and nothing was coming back. They couldn't find out what was wrong. They as well thought that it was something from Mexico that she might have eaten. And they ended up doing a scan. And it just so happened as they were doing a scan on her stomach, they just caught the very bottom of her lung and saw one of the tumors on her lung. Yes, so it was about two weeks after our wedding and she got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And she ended up calling me after she had found out. I'll never forget that moment. And, you know, really from that moment forward, my entire life changed and nothing else really seemed very important anymore um, that I was doing. I had been selling, you know, commercials and had just been climbing up the ladder in corporate America. And it was just really hard for me to continue to do that. And so I was spending a lot more time in Temecula. It's about an hour and a half south of where I live. And my job was about an hour north. So I was driving to work every day, and then I would drive south and see her all the time. And, you know, I was just trying to be really, really positive and try to help her to stay really positive. Luckily, I had been, you know, practicing yoga and meditation and doing a lot of healthy living practices before that happened. So I was able to keep up those practices and stay as strong as possible for her. Um, But it was, you know, such a difficult journey. It was a huge learning experience. You know, we were just reading all of the books that we could, just trying to find out all of the alternative options, all of the healing options out there and just learning and trying to really keep her spirits up. but it was it was really difficult. I think you you guys probably know when you haven't experienced something before, it's like this whole new world. And you're not only dealing with so much emotional trauma and just everything that comes with the shock of finding out that, you know, for my mom that she was diagnosed and then for us having a family member, and then at the same time trying to educate yourself and learn this entire new world and new topic and so it was overwhelming and um you know it was it was just something that i feel in retrospect looking back on we were all doing the best we could but do have those moments of oh i wish i would have known about this or i wish i would have known about that and i was you know offering other options to my mom to try but At the time, you know, you just listen to the doctors and the doctors tell you that, you know, you should try chemo and that's what you should try. And so that's what my mom did. And she was really just too weak. It really, every time she went to chemo, it got worse and worse. She got weaker and weaker and she was unable to walk. She, there was a midpoint where she got a little bit better and then she got chemo again and it got much, much worse. Uh, but it was basically just the decline um, that can happen with this. And then um, it was she was just really too weak mentally or physically to be open to really trying anything else. And I think it was just physically in a place where it was too hard after all of the chemo. And so we knew um, 
you know, that she wasn't going to come back from it about a month before she passed. And then, you know, just went through that whole journey after she passed. So, you know, we're, we're on an audio podcast, although the four of us can see each other, our listeners are not going to be seeing us. And, and I just, I had to point something out. Um, listening to your story is really hard and, and I've lived it. Right. So I, I, I can, yeah. I can talk about my own story and remain very calm. And I, I don't want to say, um, unemotional, but it's, it's much easier for me to talk about my story. I was listening to you talk about your story and putting myself in your mom's place and, and wearing her shoes. And, and I start crying, right? Because I know how hard it was for your mom talk to you about her health crisis because I've had to do that with my daughter and Darth has had to do that with her daughters. It is the worst. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so heart wrenching. And one thing that I don't think you know about me is my mom passed away from cancer two weeks after I had my oldest daughter who's 18. And so, um, a lot of what you were saying really resonates. I really felt a lot of what you were saying because I personally experienced it. Um, and so one thing that I've really kind of struggled with is how to bring my mom into my children's lives and how to kind of make her a part of our life. And so one thing that we have always done on her birthday and on the anniversary of her death or just Mother's Day, although Mother's Day now is kind of kind of more about me, <laughs> but, um, we, she loved ice cream sundaes. And so on her birthday and on the anniversary of her death every year, we, my family, since my kids were little, we've always had ice cream sundaes because that was kind of a way to bring my mom into our lives. And for my kids to kind of, when they were especially really young to kind of have her do something fun kind of with them, if that makes any sense. Um, and so that's really helped my family. And I, I, I hope that you find your ice cream Sundays, if you will, because I know you have a small child and it's just kind of a nice way to bring those worlds together. Every so time true. I, every time I do a podcast with Dara, I learn something new about her. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know about my ice cream sundaes. I actually would never eat ice cream sundaes. That's not something that I would actually eat because I, uh, but I, you know, I always around those times, I'm always like, yeah, we're going to have ice cream sundaes. And then I actually have to like give myself permission. It's okay to have an ice cream sundae today. My mom would want me to have an ice cream sundae. You know, so yeah. I'm actually going to do that now because Emma's, both of Emma's granddads have died and she was pretty young. And she, she doesn't really remember them. She kind of has feelings and she remembers the pictures, but I don't know that I'm really good at sharing stories about my dad. And I don't know that Lisa is really good about sharing stories about her dad per se, but we're going to do that now. Yeah. Find your ice cream sundae. It's different for every family, but thank you for sharing that with us, Britt. I mean, I know, especially it's kind of new. I mean, it's probably still really raw in some ways. And you're so courageous and brave to be putting it out there because I know there are so many people that are living that exact scenario right now. And I know that your story 
helps them. So you didn't really, you, you didn't, you weren't in this lifestyle that you're in now. That was, that did that come after? It definitely developed in a big way afterwards. Yeah. So I was, um, I was starting, I was doing yoga and doing meditation, and I was certified as a Kundalini yoga and meditation instructor a few years before. But it wasn't until she passed that this really started to be a huge part of my life. And it really started to kind of like consume everything else. And it became the most important thing. And so that's really how the journey of Tara and I coming together to create Elevate the Globe came from. And it's really what propels us forward every day. So it really was a shift. And it just was a huge motivation because, you know, we saw how awful it is for someone to truly be sick. And to see that on the other side of it is really inspiring as far as wanting so badly to be well and wanting so badly for other people to be well. So that's really something really positive that came out of it. And just from all of the learnings and reading so much and immersing you know, ourselves in these teachings, you know, finding out that um, uh, water is so important. You know, one of the main causes of cancer is bad water, just looking at the food that we eat, looking at all of these things, you know, as we went down this exploration of finding out more and more about cancer and just being well and not being well and, you know, all the factors that play into that were huge in us living this lifestyle and then now teaching it. So one thing that I think would be amazing is we have so many listeners that are currently maybe struggling with their own health issues. And I know that both of you have done so much research and you really could give our listeners who might be facing cancer or you know, people, there's so many people out there that are really dealing with a lot of things. We would love for you to share some helpful um, tips or strategies that could really help them maybe focus on their own health. Definitely. Yeah, so I think the number one thing that we teach in practice is to have a morning practice. So that can look different for everybody, but to just have something in the morning where, you know, it can be as simple as setting your timer on your phone and just breathing long and deep for three minutes and just really tapping into the vibration and the energy of gratitude. So even if you're really, really sick, just thinking about anything that you have to be grateful for and really just changing your emotions and just setting up your day in the highest emotion, highest vibration possible. And then, you know, we teach some kundalini yoga and meditation that's really a science behind the movement and the breath work and the mantra and all that. But it can really just be simple and somebody can start out and breathe. Um, and then, and we do offer a free five-day raise your vibration challenge that teaches more about how to set up the morning practice and things like that. But we really encourage everyone to do that. Even if it's just sitting up in your bed, maybe it's some stretching or just some breathing, just really connect to yourself. And then to really just become more and more aware of what you're putting in your body, what you're consuming. You know, water is huge for us. We do 
like a high quality spring water or alkaline water. And we, we are now vegan. So we just encourage people to like really be aware of the quality of the foods. And it's really such a big part of our health is what we're putting in our body, of course. So to just eat more fruits, more vegetables, more plants, more smoothies, more greens, and incorporate as much high vibrational food that actually has life force energy as possible. Yeah. I would like for you to talk a little bit about that because I'm a big believer of everything you just said. Dara, I think, um, I think that, did you pay them to say this in front of me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, that's why I love you guys so much because I really just agree with a lot, just all, all of it. Um, in terms of the way that you live your daily lives. And Garth, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Um, but, you know, you do struggle because Garth takes a daily chemo pill. And um, you guys probably don't know that, but he takes a daily chemo pill, and it really impacts the way you feel and the way you eat. And so I'm always trying to encourage Garth to um, incorporate more high vibrational foods, more fruits and vegetables. So I would love for us to talk a little bit about that. She actually taunts me almost every day, sending me pictures of all of the great food that she eats, knowing that <laughs> I'm not. Well, I, I really believe that I try to eat like 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. That's just kind of like my thing. And it, it works for me to say 10 because then I just, it just makes me be really mindful and I want to make sure that I'm getting that into my body. So when you're putting low vibrational food in your body and you're doing all of this work to really um, set up a morning practice and you're, you're doing all this work with gratitude and you're kind of setting up your day in a high vibrational state and, you know, vibrating that way throughout the day, but you're feeding your body low vibrational food, the food that has no life force energy, you're really kind of canceling that out, right? So you're weighing yourself down and you're not la allowing the cells in your body to hold that life force energy when you're not eating food that has life force energy. It's, it's kind of, it's just, you're just really you're really kind of doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, but we know that it can be really hard. It can be, for sure. Um, and actually, it's scientifically shown that it takes three weeks for your taste buds to change. Yeah. So a lot of times, we're just craving certain foods, and we can't get out of that circle of eating the unhealthy foods because we haven't given ourselves a break, and we haven't given our taste buds a chance to like recalibrate or have new cravings so you know you hear it all the time where there's like acquired taste for things like wine and stuff like that so I feel like it's the same thing with healthy foods but we totally understand that it's hard to get started so if, so you, I if you were to talk to me who is I'm a food amateur right so I okay. I like food kind of but I will admit mm -hmm. that um the chemo that I take makes me very nauseous it sometimes yeah. makes me not want to eat. I actually don't get hunger signals usually. Um, and so I have to remind myself to actually eat. And my diet has, I've turned into a five-year-old boy. Mm. I, yeah. I, I, I look at certain types of food and I, I visually have an aversion. So tell me, um, because I don't know, what is, what is a low vibrational food and and because I, I'm almost afraid to ask because I don't want, you're going to tell me all of the things that I like to eat, I'm sure. 
well, well, yeah, no, I totally understand that. Honestly, my mom, when she was sick, she was eating the same exact thing every day. It was like cornflakes for breakfast. I got her doing it with almond milk. And then it was an almond butter and banana sandwich for lunch. And then it was, I forget what they would do for dinner, like different things. I think a sandwich. But um, I totally understand that your appetite is completely different, especially taking a pill. And so a low, so we can really change this though, because I think if you just start to slowly incorporate higher vibrational foods, then it'll become routine Mm -hmm. and you'll, you'll like it just as much as you like the things that you're eating now. But the low vibrational foods are, you know, the, the caffeine, anything with caffeine, anything with processed sugar, anything processed at all. Um, and any, any meats, especially meats that are, you know, really processed with antibiotics and all of the hormones and all of that, that are pumped into a lot of our meat, unfortunately in America, especially. And then, uh, the cheeses and what else here? Sodas, anything Mm -hmm. with high sugar content. Um, so, so so I guess what what would be easier to focus on what the high vibrational foods are, high vibrational foods are things that are literally grown in the earth. So they come from the earth because they, that's how you get that life force energy. They're grown literally from the earth's soil. So like leafy greens and, um, foods that are like grown in the ground, like strawberries and bell peppers and cucumbers and carrots, like all your fruits and vegetables. Um, also your legumes are, are high vibrational foods. Cacao actually, like raw cacao is a, a high vibrational food. And we have, you know, there's a lot of um, companies out there now that are really making awesome sweets that have no sugar in them that are made from raw cacao, which is a high vibrational food. So, you know, I just gave my mom some really some really good raw cacao and she doesn't like anything really that healthy, honestly, or like, like high vibrational food. She doesn't like it, but she liked these chocolates. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to, yeah. to see the changes, but, but I mean, I understand that Garth, like I, I even have a hard time with food. Sometimes I like to, I have to uh, remind myself to eat as well and to eat plenty different kinds of fruits and vegetables. So so, you know, I think it's um, it's a normal thing kind of across the board. <laughs> yeah. I think the way that we've found that really helps is to just add mm-hmm. healthier things into your diet instead of focusing on what you have to eliminate out of your diet so that it's coming from a positive, joyful place. And so if you can find like one smoothie that you like and maybe start out with mostly fruits and maybe one vegetable. And then as your taste buds change, you can add in more vegetables. And there's wonderful recipes you can get online. And then just like do a smoothie a day. And then maybe you'll crave a green juice or a salad or a lentil wrap. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of go from there. <laughs> you know, so so I, I know you're probably thinking, oh, this guy is a complete you know nut job because he eats. Uh, like I like white rice. I like so w- what I found is, um, so my hair is actually black, and I know I know I talk about this a lot, but the chemo has turned my hair white, and the cell the cellular change that happens in my hair follicles is the same that's what's happened in my taste buds. So I like foods that have the least amount of flavor, that have the least amount of smell, and so when I hear you talk about 
leafy greens and smoothies and legumes. I'm excited about that because these are all things that I can actually eat cold and cold foods have less taste and they have much less smell. And those are the foods that I crave foods that just frankly are are plain. Mm. And, you know, I think there are so many people that are walking around and I don't think the average person really thinks about all of the things that you just said, like the high vibrational foods and the benefits that that gives us, but it really does matter. It matters a lot. And it's something that we could do to help ourselves be the best versions of ourselves. We can help ourselves feel good and we can help ourselves have more energy and really get the nutrition that we need by giving ourselves this healthy, high vibrational food. So true. And it really is a process. You know, I couldn't imagine a time where I wouldn't eat pizza. At one point, we like knew the delivery service guy and he would deliver every week. And now I'm completely vegan. So no cheese, no meat, no eggs, nothing. And it wasn't so long ago, maybe a year and a year and a half that I could never imagine eating this way. But like anything, you know, it's a process and you learn and you grow and you evolve and you, you know, find new recipes and find new things that you like. And, and so, yeah, you just get excited about whatever makes you excited. So I love that, like Garth said, like certain things that we mentioned makes it feel like he could actually start to do that. And I love what you said, Dara, too. Like it's not always what we think of when, when it comes to food, eating in a high vibrational way. But when we start to think of it in that way, like what foods give us more energy? What makes us feel more alive and what foods make us sluggish and feel like we want to go to bed and then kind of eating as far as what we want to uh, give us more energy and kind of thinking about that first and then you know just adding in more seeing what we like and going from there but that's really changed our entire lives and you know we we honestly don't get sick like I haven't been sick in nine ten years and I um, say that in a way to inspire that, you know, the changes that I've made have really made a huge difference in my health so that I know that the eating and the meditation and the yoga, all that does make a huge difference no matter where you are on the health spectrum, so no matter how well, you just you, know. you just said something that kind of reminded me of, of something that I heard at my doctor's office. So shock of all shocks. And and by the way, Dara, I know I know it's time for the thriving tip, so but I need to get this in before you go there. No, um, I like <laughs> So uh, a few years ago, I was really struggling with consuming enough calories to even maintain my body. And over the course of six, eight, nine months, I had lost 55 pounds. Now, granted, the first 30 or so of those pounds, I definitely could have stood to lose. So that was not a problem. But the trend, the trend was definitely continuing downward and I got to the point where during one of my oncologist appointments my wife and oncologist kind of started chatting without me as if I weren't even in the room and Mm. they were both concerned about my weight and the fact that I wasn't eating and my doctor turned to me and said you're going to meet with our nutritionist before I allow you to leave and the nutritionist came and talked to me and she said look you know I know I know what's going on but let's think about this do you, do you skip your chemo medicine? 
And of course the answer is no, because the chemo medicine is in fact something that is keeping me alive right now. And she said, all right, so food is medicine. You mm -hmm. can't skip food. And it really made me happy that she helped me reframe my outlook on what food was because I was really, really struggling with consuming anything. And when she reframed it and said, food is medicine and you have to eat it to make your body work. I, the, the weight loss stopped. I was able, I actually ate something in the office that day before I left and reframed. I will admit it is still a daily struggle. Um, my wife hates the fact that it is such a struggle. Um, she's, she's pestering me all the time to eat something, but I recognize it for what it is. Yeah. And I love how Brett and Tara, you said that, you know, we did a podcast recently about gratitude and we are such a big believer of the benefits of living with gratitude and how it brings so much joy and high vibrational living. And then a lot of people, um, might, because we challenged our audience to start a daily gratitude practice. But what you just said was really, I think, so important for people to hear and that you can't just start a gratitude practice and then eat a bunch of processed foods for the rest of the day and not really continue to nurture your body. And so nutrition and eating healthy is something that we do throughout the day that I think really goes hand in hand with living a life of gratitude and kind of nurturing ourselves. So we can't right. be thankful for the Twinkies. <laughs> oh, oh, we just lost hostess as a sponsor. We yeah. We can't be thankful for the, the lemon heads that are actually sitting on your desk right now. Yeah. But, um, okay. So Britt and Tara, one thing that we do before we um, say goodbye to our wonderful guests is we always ask for, our guests to share with us a thriving tip. And you have shared so much wonderful information with us, but if there's one thing that you could each share with us that maybe is something that you do every single day that's really made a difference in your life, we would love for you to tell our audience. Sure, so I guess I'll start. Um, I think for me, you know, it's, it's obviously a morning practice is a big one for me, but I will also say, What's been more recent that, that I've been doing, that's been changing everything is really every morning focusing on what I want, not what I don't want. What do I want to experience throughout the day? What do I want? And, and really allowing that to kind of move um, the energy of the day forward. And, and what happens is I just don't come into contact with anything I don't want. So it's beautiful. And you can do that for you know, your health, your wealth, your relationships, all of it, the way you feel throughout the day. So, so that's been changing so much for me. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love that because so many times people focus on what they don't like, what they don't want, what is happening that, um, in their life that, you know, they're, they play the victim role or they, you know, something negative happens and they talk about it to five different people and then they're kind of reliving it five different times. And right. so, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Just focusing on the positive is so important. And um, I think another thing that we've been doing recently is just focusing on walking more. So this is kind of like a fun little tip that we've been doing. So we have um, the Steps app. And I know a lot of 
just iPhones and everything just have it in their in the health app. But steps, it's S T E P Z on the phone and it counts all of your steps. So my husband and I like challenge each other and I'll try to do at least um, 5,000. He hits 10,000 almost every day. But Yogi Bhajan, who is uh, the guru who brought Kundalini Yoga from India to the West, talked a lot about how if you walk at least five miles a day, it will help with all health issues. And it's so simple, but, you know, in, in addition to having a morning practice and doing meditation and yoga and eating healthy, just really focusing on movement and just being outside and walking if possible is huge, just connecting with nature and just appreciating, you know, that we have these bodies to walk most right. of us and um, just really getting our body moving, that chi energy moving, and that really helps to oxygenize our whole system and get the blood flowing and helps us to be able to be in the gratitude and to hold those high vibration emotions and to appreciate and have joy. And when have more life life force energy. Yeah, yeah, when we're like walking and really moving our bodies and focusing on improving and walking more every day because, <laughs> you know, it's something silly, but it. I just read that if you're walking less than 10,000 steps, you're actually not like an active person. And so that was really shocking because I don't always hit the 10,000 steps. And I, I love hearing that. I, um, I've, I've actually struggled with walking over the past few months. Um, I was a big walker. I walked my dog. It was, it was, I took an hour out of my morning every morning to walk her. And unfortunately she passed away in, in February and, um, I kept walking her. Like I would literally w grab the leash and I would walk around and it just, it got so hard for me to do that I stopped and, um, and I really need to start doing that again because I, I purposely avoided it and I can feel the difference in my body. You're, you're so right with that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other things that we do as we wrap up is, uh, because I'm the, the napkin notes dad and I write these napkin notes every day to my daughter, I've written probably 4,000 notes at this point, uh, is I, I take something that I would write onto one of my napkins and I share it with our listeners and before I, before I didn't, didn't want to just throw something up there. So I took some time and I looked at your Facebook group and I was really reading and trying to digest what you had and understand it. And I loved, I loved the idea that you have about balancing the giving and the promoting, because I, I think that that's something that I've really been trying to help bring across to my daughter, Emma, as she grows up. And I found a napkin that I wrote to her back in January of 2014. And it was a quote from Audrey Hepburn. And the quote was, as you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself, the other for helping others. And I read through that napkin and I thought this is a perfect way to, to give tribute to the work that both of you are doing. So thank you for that. Oh, we love that. That. It's amazing. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> so um, we are, you know, we're at the end of our podcast and I, I can't thank you both enough for doing this. I know, I, I know in hindsight now that, that Dara was doing this just for me um, because I, I need this kick in the butt and I, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, so. Uh -huh. We're uh, so 
happy to thank hear that. Thank you so much for being here and for all the work that you're doing in the world. It's beautiful. So for those of you who are, who are listening, I, I want to absolutely say that you need to go take a look at Britt and Tara's work. Um, they're on Instagram at Elevate the Globe. Their website is elevattheglobe.com. And you can go see their Facebook group, the Elevate the Globe Spiritual Warriors. I, I guarantee that you will learn something that will help your life become better. I'm Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dara Kurtz from Crazy Perfect Life. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.